Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Play spins, fires on the way. He banked it in! He banked it in three from the right corner! You've got to be kidding me! 96-94. Was that a two? It was a two. They call it a two. Either way, he banked it in from the corner! Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95-7 The Game. We're back. Um... Clay Thompson has had himself a month. Yes, he has. Um, and it's probably worth noting, not just because he's a warrior, but because there were, there were a lot of people for a while who were willing to forget about him as the team's second best offensive option. Mm-hmm. And it's clear now, just based on, like I said, going back to February 1st, that he is clearly the, the team's second best offensive option behind Curry, and which means that right now, a night like le- a light, a night like Friday nights where he went for forty-two, or last night where he went for thirty-two. That's kind of who he's becoming. I mean, it just mm-hmm. he's managing to fill at least part of the Curry void. Yeah, he. I was one of those people, Ray. I was being completely honest with you. I didn't think that Clay was done. I just wasn't sure what. We were going to see from Clay Thompson because when you look at Clay Thompson and the way he does score, let's be completely honest. Even before the injuries, he's never been a guy that can really. He's not going to break you down off the dribble and get to get to the cup. He can do that sometimes, but that's not really what he does. He's going to either work through screens. He's going to, you know, get the open shots. He's going to run through cuts and do things like that. So to see what he was going to be after the injuries, just thinking, okay, will he be as mobile as he was prior to the injuries? I was worried. And last season, we saw glimpses at the end. We we even saw some glimpses defensively. So you thought he could move in the right direction. Here's a question, Ray. Is it more of a praise for Klay Thompson and him reminding people of who he is and what he can do, looking at him as the second option? Or... Is it a bit of an indictment on Jordan Poole and where he's maybe plateaued a little bit this season? Because last season, Jordan Poole was the second option. And this season, 
to start the season, if you were to ask me, I would say Jordan Poole. Now, if you ask me, I would say the second scoring option is Clay Thompson. So maybe it's just, it was just a matter of Clay getting back to who he is. Is it more of that, or is it also well, Jordan Poole? Last year was a great year for him, but let's not let's not get it twisted. He has a lot that he still needs to learn. I think it's some of each, but yeah, you know, I'm not you know willing to hit Poole over the head with a shovel and bury him where he stands. No, neither. I am think I. I think it's more a matter of we're seeing we're seeing the limitations of his game as it currently stands, mm. which is. He's a very much a, a streak shooter. Right. When he has a bad night, he can't overcome it in other ways the way Thompson could five years ago. Right. In fact, I'm not even sure that Thompson overcomes it on nights when he has a bad shooting. Well, he's just going to keep shooting. Well, they both keep shooting. Mm-hmm. That's not... They're, neither is bashful. Right. But Thompson, in his genuine prime was also the lockdown defender that allowed Curry's own defensive shortcomings to be minimized. Yeah, Poole doesn't have that. At least he doesn't have it yet. Mm-hmm. And really, that's all you can go on. You can't project into the future and say, he's going to be this because nobody knows. Mm-hmm. But for right now, you know, when the ball has to be in somebody's hands and a basket has to be made, it's much better for it to be in Thompson's hands than Poole's. I also think that going back to what we talked about in, in in terms of Clay Thompson and what he does, is it even more impressive that Clay? We were just talking about Damian Lillard in the last segment. Damian Lillard is a a guy that it can take you off the dribble. Explosive athleticism. People forget how he he would just dunk on you at any point in time. You look at the guys that are putting up these crazy points, Ray. Whether it's Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, all of these guys, I guess just athletically speaking can do more than clay thompson so it's almost as if clay is what were you gonna say no 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 i was gonna say he's got one thing that none of them have though he still has the world's quickest release which is the thing that separates him from everybody else no i i agree and it's it's the one thing then i i probably shouldn't have interrupted but it's the one thing i wanted to mention because no i love it that's a gift that makes him you love my interrupting yes that's disturbing. You're oh, engaged. So I love it. Oh, give it time. <laughs> I'll fade fast. No, it's the one thing that separates him from the rest of that class, mm-hmm. which is he can do a thing that Lillard can't do. He can do a thing that Booker can't do. He can do a thing that in some ways even Curry can't do. Right. Is he can catch and shoot faster than anybody else. And more, and as more effectively than anybody else. Yeah, and we hate to do the whole quickest release of all time. We don't even have to do it. All I know is Clay is telling us how quick he is, and we don't even need to do the comparisons to all time because, like we talked about, all these other guys that Clay is in the same conversation with in terms of scoring right now can do more from a scoring standpoint than Clay Thompson. But what Clay Thompson can do that they can't do. Is is legitimately second to none. There's nobody else that. I mean, at even the shot last night, the in the corner, it looked like a, a shot that you would put up during horse that barely grazed the backboard and went in. Clay, they don't even necessarily look like 
luck because Clay Thompson, you always know he's got that perfect form that is going to allow you the arc on the ball. So he's going to have a better opportunity to put the ball in, even when it makes zero sense. So Clay's version of scoring and what he can do is almost more impressive because he doesn't have the same athleticism that these other dynamic scorers have. So I think it's one thing when I look at him and I look at the other scores, even the Jordan Poole, I say, all right, well, Clay can only do more more like one thing. Now, this year he has done a lot. He there were a couple there were a couple games ago, Ray. Clay Thompson took it on himself and he said, I'm getting to the free throw line. And Clay Thompson is not a guy that typically does that. Okay, you know I will I'll hop in and I'll you you play these different games, Ray, and they have the over under for points scored and different things like that. Clay Thompson's over under for free throws is normally one point five, which means that he does not the the Vegas and the records, they don't believe that he's going to get to the free throw line much. And what we've seen from Klay Thompson is what he might not have as a, I guess, a quick twitch athlete. I need to stop saying athlete because we all know he's incredibly athletic. But as far as a quick twitch athlete, he has in other ways. His quick twitch comes from the ability to shoot the basketball. His quick twitch comes from the muscle memory that he has when shooting the basketball. He has the most, and that's why we always talk about how well he shoots and how he has that perfect form because it's so repeatable. Not even Steph has a form that is as repeatable as Klay Thompson. No, it's... And, and and I don't even like to compare him to other guys. He's mm-hmm. just... He's a guy who's not going to go to the free throw line. Right. Because he shoots it so quickly, you can't get to him to foul him. Right. Um, all that said, you know, you still also get to see the limitations mm-hmm. of his game now, which is that he needs guys around him so that he can distribute and get the ball back quickly. Right. And one of the things the Warriors don't have this year is those guys. And whether it's because they're not patient enough in a possession or because they just don't have people who have played with Thompson long enough to figure out he's there, I got to get him the ball now. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, he's working, he's working as they all are with and as an incomplete team. I would put DiVincenzo in that category. I would say you got Draymond and you have... DiVincenzo in terms of guys that know, okay, we got to get this guy the basketball. But, but it's, it's, it's not, not It's not getting him the basketball. Mm-hmm. It's when to get it to him. Mm-hmm. I think that's the nuance that really only Green has now because Curry's not playing. Right. But I'm not sure that everybody else is good enough, often enough, to say, Clay's going to flash now, so the ball's got to be delivered now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, that's the limitation. That said... You know, the Warriors are, they are part of this group of 10 because every one of the 10 has a profound flaw. Like, I mean, the Lakers last night, you know, they they rally to beat Dallas after being down by 27. Great night for them, uh-huh. except that LeBron goes down and now his left foot's hurt the way his right foot's been hurt. Yeah. And he's already out for tomorrow, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. That's Mark Grandy who likes to butt in. Um, that and that's so it's everything is it's a give and it's a take and that's why all these teams are packed around 500 mm-hmm. and it's not and it's why this is going to be fun down the stretch because you can't bank on anything happening on any given night 
You know, there are, there are five elite teams, and there's only two in the East. I mean, two in the West. That's Denver and Memphis. Right. Although, give me the give me the Kings as an entertainment value anytime. Well, yes, and the Kings. But I mean, I wasn't shocked by Friday night when they won one seventy six to one seventy five. Because if you watch the game from the beginning, they were going. They were getting forty a quarter. It was just. It was not. You know. They just say, you know what? We're just going to outscore you, and if it takes all night to do it, we will. Well, and you see a score like that, and here's and now the question becomes again: Damian Lillard, his big night, seventy-one points. Are we getting to the point where it's not? Is it still moving people? These crazy, these crazy win, uh, point totals and scoring that the guys are doing. Is it even moving people anymore? You see, obviously it's impressive, but in this current iteration of the NBA. So if somebody gets hot, I mean, everybody is putting an, up enough shots to put up some crazy numbers. Now, impressive, but is it viewed the same way as maybe it, it would have been, I don't know, even five years ago? Um, 40s are not a big deal anymore. Right. In 8% of the games this year, somebody's gotten 40. That's a lot. That's a lot. But, you know, you get to, you get to 50. I mean, there's only been 21 guys to do that all year and Lillard's done it three times mm. you know 50 50 makes you pay attention no matter what and it reminds you of how preposterous Will Chamberlain was right the year that he averaged 50 yeah it was um, just easy yeah but no I, I I don't think people are turned off by it they would be turned off they've seen and this is only going back 10 years They've seen games were played in the 70s by both teams. Mm -hmm. That was repellent. This is not. And, yeah, you don't get excited by somebody going for 40 because, like I said, it happens, you know, one out of every 10 times. But you see guys who just get on heaters. And I think the difference is that coaches used to say, I don't care what happens, that guy's not going to get 40. Guard the hell out of him. Put two guys on him, but he's not going to kill us anymore. I don't think they care that as much about that. They're okay with guarding everybody else and making sure it doesn't turn into one forty eight ninety five. Mm. Well, and also again going to how the game is played now. There's more shooting around. So if your team is at least decent enough, and I know Damian Lillard wasn't playing with Anthony Simons, so he's carrying a bit of the load. I think some of that is is not carrying the same way. And then some of that also is, well, this team, everybody can shoot a little bit better than they could in the past, so you can't sell out the same way you used to because somebody else might burn you. Somebody else that you didn't have on the scouting report the same way, anybody could get on a heater. If you read off some of the names, I know there's some, uh, most of the names we've heard of, but some of the names that dropped those 50 burgers this season, it's Back in the day, it felt like somebody dropping a 50-burger meant, okay, this guy is on his way. He's on the come up. He's doing some things. I don't know if that necessarily means all of that anymore. It just means you got hot. Yeah, but when you look at the guys who've gotten 50 this year, mm -hmm. there's not a dog in, in, the, in the bunch. It's not like somebody just got hot one night. Right. It's guys who can do that. I mean, Doncic has done it three times. Mm -hmm. um, Thompson's, well, um, Giannis has done it twice. Like I said, um, you know, you know, it's just, 
Well, I'll just read the. I'll just read the list. Let's hear it. Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Doncic, Lillard again, Embiid, Booker, Giannis, Anthony Davis, Giannis again, Thompson, Doncic, Embiid, Siakam, Booker, Doncic, Garland, Tatum, Giannis a third time, Curry, and Doncic again. There isn't a guy there that you wouldn't pay to watch. No. And it's kind of an indicator to me that if if the bar now has moved past 40, you're still going to get excited about 50. And 50's happened 20 times. Yeah. And, that's, and five years ago, might have happened twice. Well, but if you look at... And the only person I would say, and he's a darn good player, Darius Garland is probably the, the number one where you think, okay... Uh, he is going to be good. We don't, we have no clue how good. To, to be honest, Ray, I still find myself asking that question about, dare I say, Donovan Mitchell. I, maybe we'll know more after this run in the playoffs, but Donovan Mitchell is one of the most confusing players to me in the league because I understand how talented he is. I have no clue what level of stardom I should give Donovan Mitchell. And I know he's done some crazy things, as you just read off. I I, I have no clue. The other guys that you read off, Ray, besides a Steph Curry, you got Luka, who ball dominant, Giannis ball dominant. So maybe it's less about the level of player and more about, okay, well, if you pl- if you are Giannis and you are in that offense, dropping 50 isn't incredibly surprising. If you are Luka Doncic and you literally are touching the ball that often, it's not that surprising. Impressive, yes, but I think that maybe impressive isn't the right word. It's just I'm not surprised because of how these guys play. Well, also the way that other teams defend them. Right. It's just, again, coaches aren't sending that second or third guy anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is because so much more of the game is played out in space. but And it's not down low where it's easier to collapse on a guy. But is that the difference between, and uh, yes, he went to the conference finals, but they are sending that guy in the playoffs a la what we saw with the Mavericks. And now Luka, instead of you know just doing whatever it is he normally does, now he's tossing it out to Reggie Bullock and it's, it's good night. Even though, yes, he did get all the way to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, well, I mean, p- you know, part of it, too, is some of those games come against, you know, bad teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's unavoidable. But I don't know that coaches change their defenses that much in the postseason. Right. Um, I would be willing to bet that you still won't see more than one or two games played in the 90s all the postseason. Yeah. It's just the game has... It just slowly but surely transcended into a different thing. And I think coaches operate better in that diamond dynamic than they did five and six years ago when you'd only have five or six guys getting 50. Yeah, and and Jordan Poole didn't get to 50, but we know he's gotten he's gotten pretty darn close. Here's Here's my question, Ray. Jordan Poole, looking at how he came up on the scene, we all know the story. He was in the G League, and last year was just a a breakout year for Jordan Poole. He wasn't going to sneak up on anybody this season. Everybody understood, okay, we got to make sure we got eyes on this guy. We also got to make sure that we make him defend. Going into different games, Jordan Poole is going to get an inefficient 15 or something like that. What is the scouting report right now? for other teams going up against the Warriors and when they say, okay, Jordan Poole, this is how you handle Jordan Poole. What is the book that's out on Jordan Poole right now? 
I don't know if there's a book out on Jordan Poole. I think that teams are willing to let him try to beat them. Mm-hmm. It's what happens around him as well as him. Yeah. Because I believe to the extent that there is a book on Poole, I mean, if you're playing the Warriors and they're healthy, you're more you're going to be more concerned about what Green does to you, what Curry does to you, what Thompson does to you. Right. And to a lesser extent, what Wiggins does to you. Um, with Poole, I think the theory is not let him shoot, because I think if you let him shoot, he'll he'll put up a 43. Sure. But I don't think they worry about it, because I think he is a guy who doesn't take the ideal shot every time down. Mm-hmm. And guys who don't take the ideal shot every time down had either better be Damian Lillard or Stephen Curry, or you're going to be able to catch them on the night where they're 6 for 21. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you watched any highlights of the Lillard game, but... Mm-hmm. He literally got to a heater to such an extent that he was pulling up from 45. And it wasn't like one of those, you know, get a running start. And he, he pulled up with normal form. You know, he had, he had, you know, shots from 30 where he was falling back. He was doing this for snicks and giggles. Yeah. And the truth is, he's one of the very few guys who can shoot the ball 38 times and have it make sense. And when I say very few guys, I mean almost nobody else. Curry doesn't do that. I mean, this is probably the only guy, maybe with the exception of of Doncic, who you just go, if he shoots it 30 times, he's going to get the 50. And we're going to be okay with that. I mean, Curry is more a guy who operates within a greater offense, and you never see him take more than 25. No. But Lillard is a guy who has the greenest light in sports, you know, more than anybody else because of what he did last night. Well, if you are a Warrior fan, I think, or a Steph fan in particular, you would never trade what Steph has, right? It all comes comes in a package deal, but I'm sure there are people out there Thinking, man, it would be fun to just see Steph in a high usage role. And we've had this conversation plenty of times. It would be nice to see Steph in a high usage role in a different because his usage is high now, but a different usage role where he is just going to chuck up shots just to see what he could put up. And I think that is maybe the one thing that Dub Nation is okay with not seeing, but at the same time, it might be the one thing. Who knows, Ray? Maybe it'll be Steph's last season, and he just decides on th- that. Well, that will be my bet right there, Ray. That the last season for Steph Curry will probably be the season he hits his career high. There's just going to be a season where who knows what the Warriors are doing in terms of where they're competing, and even if even if he is in a good spot where he's where they're competing, there is going to be a game where Steph just looks at Steve Curry and he says, "Out of all these years, I've never gone for it." I'm going for something. I think that's going to happen because he's not, he's going to want to look back and say, "I want to know what I could have really put up if I had the same usage as all these different guys." I don't think he's a usage guy, though. I don't think I don't think that's his greatness. His greatness is that when he has to, he can, but he would prefer to play in a more egalitarian system. You don't think there's any part of him that just thinks I'd like to not for a whole season. But I'd like to at least see what I can do. We've seen glimpses of it in the past when the Warriors were 
you know, down a couple guys. But you know what? Whether it's a couple games I'm going to take out of the last season of my career, the last two seasons of my career, and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it. I don't think he has to go for it. He's already got enough skins on the wall that that uh, that would be sort of antithetical to the way he is. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not playing that. I just I I that doesn't strike me as something that he would be proud of. I just, really. I think he's shown that he can get 50 without being the guy who shoots the ball every time he gets it. I think he likes to play within a context. And you know, maybe I'm romanticizing this a bit, but I've never seen him jack up 35. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.